Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to It's Everything with me, your hostess, B.B. Sweetbriar. It is Sunday, October the 25th, and um, I hope you all had a wonderful past week. And I know you guys are looking forward to this upcoming week because it is Halloween week. And if you're like me, you're going to be spending the first few days trying to find your costumes and I use the word plural costumes because a drag queen such as I can never show up to multiple parties in the same costume. But you may, on the other hand, may feel a little different than that. You might want to get your money's worth out of spending so much money on a costume so you're going to use it several times. But whatever the case may be, uh, if you're like me, you're going to be spending Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday probably in the stores trying to figure out putting together such a costume. Um, usually I have a few of my main, you know, ones that I have, and I just kind of augment them a little bit more from year to year. But, you know, most most drag queens consider Halloween kind of amateur hour because so many um, of you uh, people out there try and um, do your get your drag on. And um, we just kind of sit back and enjoy the evening by watching and laughing at so many attempts at um, your drag. But, you know, it is fun. And, you know, like anyone, like most drag queens, I, too, started my drag career by dressing up for Halloween, so to speak. Um, I actually did it in a, in a show. But after that, I kind of did Halloween and, and it kind of bit me in the butt. And here we go. Um, you know, in the last I just I'm going to be celebrating nine years. Um, in the next few weeks, and that kind of weird, yeah, kind of, kind of, kind of crazy. Um, but you know, to each his own, and hopefully you'll get your your Halloween on, and be careful because it is a Saturday this year, which means that most people are going to probably be a little bit wilder than they have been in the past six or seven years, um, because they don't have to worry about getting up for work the next day, most of them, and um, you can get a little bit more wilder, drink a little bit more. And, you know, that can get a little crazy because people seem to act act up a little bit the more their identity is hidden. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're wearing a mask or heavy makeup. Most of the people can't tell who you might be. And you think it gives you a license to go out there and act a damn fool. I'm going to say that, a damn fool. And so please don't do that because um, chances are, Someone will know it's you, and it will come back to bite you. But anyway, but today we do have a, a few good things going on for you, um, including a couple of interviews. I have one coming up on the phone with uh, Ken Henderson, who's the executive director of Reef, which was Richmond Airmen Aid Foundation. And I think they dropped the S. It used to be Richmond Airmen AIDS Foundation. But I think they dropped the AS because they're no longer just concentrating on AIDS service organizations to help raise money for. They're also helping multiple types of organizations, which therefore the aid meaning um, assisting or helping um, as opposed to AIDS meaning the, um, the actual disease. So um, I have an interview with him coming up um, in the, our second segment. And um, then after that, I'm going to close the third and fourth segment out with an interview and a listening party to a, an artist called Bonnie McKee, which may be a name you haven't quite heard of. But as I introduce her later on, you'll definitely know who I'm talking about because she's been instrumental in multiple 
pop hits as a songwriter. So that's going to be kind of interesting to talk to her and listen to her new her new EP. But up in a short little bit of news that is out there, you know, it's becoming more and more mainstream for LGBTQ stories to make it to the big movie screen, such as, you know, I'll name a few like Milk, The Imitation Game, uh, The Upcoming Danish Girl, and of course, the not-so-true story, Flub, Stonewall, and that's, like I said, just to name a few of them. But these films aim to uplift and inspire. But there's an upcoming film called King Cobra, not to be confused with the 1999 horror film, King Cobra, um, and it stars Christian Slater and Molly Ringwald, will do a lot to dramatize gay history as it relates to the porn studio Cobra video owner, Brian Caucus, uh, his murder, um, but it will do very little to inspire. Um, Christian plays the slain porn entrepreneur and Ringwald, plays his sister. Now, Jane Franco is also involved with this as producer, and he also has a role in the film. Justin Kelly directs the film, and you might remember him who um, directed and wrote the I Am Michael film. It was very highly acclaimed over the past year. It was in several, several film festivals, including the San Francisco um, Film Festival uh, Frameline uh, here this past June. Um, And uh, that was about the... Um, the extreme activist turned extreme anti-gay Christian. Um, and that movie starred James Franco, so I'm sure that relationship may have been developed into him directing this uh, movie coming up again, King Cobra. Now, the story is about the gay porn studio owner um, and who is Caucus, and he was murdered by two of his Cobra video stars back in 2007. Now, both of those people were sentenced to life in prison. Now, the story um, has a lot of gruesome details, I'm, I'm told, and it's based on uh, the book Cobra Killer, Gay Porn Murder, which is what the film is based upon. Um, other than the fact that Caucus was stabbed 28 times, his throat was cut to the point where his head was almost severed off, and his body... Now, this is now me talking to you about it sounds gruesome enough. Um, his body was burned beyond recognition. Now, despite all that fact, his legal battle with the then-underage Brent Corrigan porn star, also known as uh, his real name, which is Sean Lockhart, um, it also added a bit of scandal to the whole scenario of the murder, um, which was a very insane story. Um, and uh, um, Corgan, I think, was actually initially implicated and was a possible suspect in the beginning just because of the legal battle that was going on um, between um, Caucus and, and uh, Corgan at the time. Now, um, I don't know for sure. It hasn't yet been just... Um, um, said what role James Franco and uh, another person, their pretty little liar star, Keegan Allen, what roles those two are playing in the movie. I don't know if they're playing the two murderers or what, but they are playing some significant role because I know some pictures have appeared on Instagram of them shirtless. Um, so I know they're playing something porn-related in the film. Um, also in the film, um, portraying Corrigan is Disney Channel star Garrett Clayton. Now, the film is not due to be out until um, sometime in 2016. But I thought I would just kind of put that out because this story has, like, it's, it's 2007, so it's just been eight years 
um, that this story has been kind of out there just waiting to be picked up by, I mean, to be made, come on. I mean, it's made into a great book, but porn, gay, it kind of it kind of reeks movie, doesn't it? It kind of reeks movie. I think I think it's going to be James Franco, of course, is involved. Anything gay, gay James Franco's in it. I don't know what's the story about that, but he in it, and and I want to applaud him for that because we enjoy watching him in them, and we watch him, we enjoy him producing them because he does a pretty good job on that. But that's what's coming up, and you need to look forward um, to, to that um, as well. Now, there's going to be a plethora of um, Halloween parties on the weekend on Saturday, and, um, uh, you know, I, I don't even have a list that I want to go over with you just because there are so many this year because it's on a weekend, and I don't think anyone's going to have a hard time finding um, uh, any to attend. The only thing that I'm going to tell you and suggest to you is there is something going on during the week, which we're going to talk to more in depth with Ken Henderson when I get him on the phone after our break. Um, but it's called Holly, as in Hollywood, Holly Ween, um, which is a Passport Magazine presentation, and it's their fourth annual Halloween charity ball. And that will be happening on Thursday, the 29th, before your weekend start. But this is a worthwhile event. Um, that doesn't cost a lot of money. And when I tell you it doesn't cost a lot of money and includes an open bar, <laughs> there's no question where I will be on Thursday evening. But we're going to take a quick little two-minute break. And when I come back, we're going to be joined by Ken Henderson. I've been doing drag here in San Francisco for almost 20 years and uh, over the past couple of months I just opened up my club Oasis. It's been going really well. People really seem to appreciate the space. It's something people say San Francisco really needs right now because the city has been changing a lot. I always had this attitude of, of opening a space that was kind of like for everybody and that's just kind of the attitude and the, the, uh, the ethics of Oasis is it's kind of a space for everybody. How does it feel to be a business owner? I don't know, you know, it's funny because I still need to, I still have to kind of pinch myself to believe it's actually true, you know what I mean? Like I walk in there and, and I go up to the bar and I go, oh, can I please have a glass of water? You know, it's kind of like, I forget that it's my place. Running gay clubs, it's changed a lot. Um, I think that gay people now, they're everywhere. They don't feel like they have to maybe be in a gay bar all the time, so you have to be much more creative about how you are enticing people to come out to your club. I, I guess I'm successful because I'll just say it, I work really hard at what I do. I also like to provide a really quality experience for people. 
So yes, you know, people will pay to see my shows and pay to come to my club, but I always like, like to give them something that's worth it. The experience that they'll, they'll leave my shows going, okay, that was worth it, you know what I mean? This has always been my attitude. Um, just to entertain people and so it seems like that works, you know. I would say to young kids, you know, just kind of form your own identity and, uh, and you know, don't let others dictate how you should behave or think. Uh, you can always go to uh, sfoasis.com to find out about all the entertainment and nightlife that we have going on at Oasis. If you want to see drag, we've got that for you. If you want to see some queer hip-hop parties or queer dance parties, we have that for Spotlight you. Spotlight on success and achievement. Brought to you by Wells Fargo. Together, we'll go far. Well, howdy, 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 howdy. Welcome back. Thank you for staying with us. I so much appreciate that here on your Sunday afternoon as you listen in on It's Everything. We're here every Sunday from 12 to 1, and we are the Sunday segment of the Michelle Miao Show, which you probably listen to daily during the week. So um, so we're happy to be here with you on Sundays. As I told you before our break, um, I'll be speaking with Ken Henderson. We're going to bring him on the phone in second, and in a second. And Ken is the executive director of Reef, which is Richmond Airmit Aid Foundation. And I'm going to verify that when I bring him on the phone if the S is still on there. But first, let me welcome Ken Henderson. How are you, baby? Hey, baby, I'm great. Thank you for having me on. Oh, not a problem. It's always a joy to speak with you about what Reef is doing and always a joy seeing you out in the community and we bump in each other every now and again. Um, but this is such a great opportunity because I know you've got a very significant um, Halloween-oriented event coming up as a fundraiser. But before we go into that, I know earlier in the year, um, uh, Reef had done some name reorganization um, but I'm not for sure if that actually is true because I've noted on some of the publicity for your upcoming event that it reads as it usually does, which is Richmond Airmen AIDS with an S Foundation. And I was under the assumption that it had changed to Richmond Aid, dropping the S Foundation. Can you clarify that? Sure, yeah, you are correct. Um, people still sort of pick up because that's, for 21 years, we were the AIDS Foundation, and our total focus was on HIV and AIDS program and raising funds for those agencies. But earlier this year, we decided that it was time for us to expand our focus areas to also include hunger programs and programs for homeless and underserved youth. So we modified our name to be, we dropped the S to be AID, and we provide aid to HIV and AIDS, hunger, and homeless youth programs. So... But people are still getting used to the change, and still, many of them still keep the AIDS on it. Uh, for this particular event you're talking about for Halloween, uh, we're working with Passport Magazine, and most of our publicity still says AIDS Foundation. Yeah, that's the, and that's why I wanted to bring it up, because I wanted to make sure, um, because I had, you know, um, spoken with Jay Rodriguez um, previously, um, again here for... Um, an event that you were um, earlier in the year, and we kind of talked about that. And then I was like, "Wait a minute, maybe maybe I've been I was wrong." But so so you know so that so I wanted to clarify that for the people out there and those out there who are familiar with 
your organization and just to make sure to help correct them and help them get used to um, dropping the S. It's really, see, this is how I do it. I just call you Reef and I'm done with it because then I don't have to worry about it. You know, I don't have to worry about it because it's, it's all, in, you can call it whatever you want to on the, uh, the acronym. You can use the letters any way you want to. But, um, but you brought up the event that we are actually here for because you guys do a series of events, you know, all year round. And, and I, I think you are probably the largest and longest running service organization or fundraising organization that does what you do, which is primarily not this particular event, but primarily putting on um, a big stage, almost like um, larger. I would, it's not really cabaret because it's bigger than that. These are big, you know, star um, entertainment events that are concert Broadway oriented. I mean, you, so you have to be the longest running and biggest that do what you do. I think we're probably the only one that does exactly what we do. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, after uh, we started our 22nd year soon. But, yeah, I call it uh, we do musical theater variety shows. That's, okay. That's, uh, that's a, a good one. Helpful, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're right. Cabaret doesn't quite it fit. Doesn't, it yeah, that doesn't that. fit. That doesn't fit at all to me. So, um, But the event that's coming up on the 29th, which will be uh, this coming Thursday, um, uh, the 29th, um, and... It is an event put on by Passport Magazine, which they've actually done. This is the first time it's going to be done in San Francisco, and that is Halloween, um, right. because it's been done in New York on the three previous ones, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. Yeah, the Passport's headquartered in New York, and uh, so they've done it there, and they decided they wanted to just branch out and have a little more San Francisco flavor, so they're bringing it out here, and we're going to be doing it at Madame Tussauds Wax Museum. And in Passport Magazine, people may remember, used to be a part of the big um, Macy's event that they did every year, um, the fashion show thing, which raised oh tons and tons of money for eight well, organizations. Different, different passport. Oh, is it a different passport? <laughs> Oh yeah. well, there you go. Yeah. See, see, that's why I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you're on the other end because you corrected me there. I thought it was the same passport, different passport, y'all. Um, but uh, so this is a charity ball. And um, what other events have they in New York? Did they service um, similar uh, organizations, smaller, larger, or you know what? What do they normally um, give the money well, to? Well, Passport Magazine is is basically gay-focused travel magazine, mm -hmm. and uh, the publishers started out in San Francisco a number of years ago publishing a magazine called Q San Francisco. Remember that. And, I remember it. Yeah, and then they started Passport, and then they moved to New York and headquartered there, so they're primarily a magazine publisher, but they do, you know, smaller fundraisers and kind of parties and stuff, mostly in New York, uh, but they're best known for all their, you know, glamorous travel features and stuff all over the world. But, um, yeah, they wanted to start having a little more presence on the on the West Coast. And since they've sort of started here, they decided this was a great place to come back and bring this great party. And this will be, um, it's, it's early in the evening. So even though it's on a Thursday, many people can feel that they won't have to be out late and still enjoy the entire thing. It's from 7 to 10 um, at uh, Madame um, Tussauds, as you said, in San Francisco. That's the Wax Museum of Stars, of all your Hollywood favorites, both alive yeah. and Deceased. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's we'll, right. We'll be there. You can mingle amongst those stars that you never had an opportunity and never will have an opportunity to be with um, uh, there. And the thing that I love about it is very affordable. 
This is an affordable yeah. charity ball, not just a regular, you know, rub because it's a costume event. You're, you're hoping that most of the people come in costume. And so this is kind of like one of those extravagant ideas of an event. And the, but it doesn't cost you an extravagant amount of money. That's what I love That's about right. that. Um, if I, it's like 30 bucks for the tickets, right? Yeah, 30 bucks gets you uh, unlimited Stoli cocktails, see, carpet I, wine. You, and, you, uh, have, you have me at Stoli. <laughs> yeah. You had Stoli's me at Stoli. Yeah, Stoli's a great supporter of the gay community. Yes. I, they do so much stuff. Patrick really Alano, cool. let's give a shout out to him since he is hey, the Patrick. ambassador and handles their national events um, for Stoli for the gay community. So hats off to him on, on that. So Stoli and then Barefoot uh, Wine, Bubbly, the Bubbly. Yes, yes. Barefoot's also been a great supporter. Oh, yeah. For Not only Reese, but also the whole gay community. You yeah. see them at most gay events and they really made an effort to, to support the gay community over the years. And, uh, they're just, you know, they're great and they have good wine. Oh, they have, and good champagne. <laughs> they have good everything. And they're, uh, the people that work for them are extremely, extremely nice and, um, just are committed to helping. Um, I had an opportunity last summer, no, earlier this year before Pride to meet the owners, you know, the, the original owners before, of course, yeah, you know, yeah. selling off and then met the VP. I mean, it was a wonderful experience for me to kind of meet, you know, the people who started it all and their concept behind it all and their 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 concept of giving and that type of thing. So definitely two organizations supporting this event, um, you know, businesses out there that are, are de- definitely worthy of our support just by going to the event and drinking their good product um, as well. But $30 for an open bar, some hors d'oeuvres, and entertainment is definitely worth you all out there going. And then you can you can see, and, and let's, let's put it this way. This is Thursday night. This is a good opportunity for you to test out that costume, right? Right, Ken? Before you go out to your Saturday event, this is a good time for you to test out. Make sure you got all your kinks out. You know, we always have those costume faux pas things that happen, you know, a little costume malfunction. Get all that out now. Do it early before you go to the, you know, to your, your, I don't know, to your, with all your friends and family and coworkers, all those parties on the weekend. You can come and do this and also help out something that's worthy. 30 bucks. You're not going to go to any event this entire holiday weekend and spend $30 and drink all you can drink. No, you cannot do that. <laughs> that's true. That's you know, true. that's what's so dangerous about it. Some of you are going to leave there like a wax museum piece. That's what you're going to do. You're going to be. <laughs> you're going to be. You might get costume ideas right. from all those wax figures, you know. You could, yeah. I'm going to go with Steve Jobs or mm, Marilyn Monroe. That's a good idea. There's a good idea on that. That's a good idea on that. Now, you since you are. Um, helping a larger amount of um, of organizations than you have in the past with the extended name and extended focus. Um, have you also, of course, increased what your your goals are as far as raising money on an annual basis now? Oh yeah, we've um, we think by expanding our focus, we also will hopefully attract other you know new money that really wants to support hunger and and youth and those kind of programs. Mm-hmm. And some of that money will also continue to go to all the HIV programs. Mm-hmm. So it's um, it's a way of spreading it around, but also it's it's an era where funding for AIDS and HIV is becoming harder and harder. So by combining that focus with other focus, I think we can drive more money to support those programs. Uh, so it's a little bit of 
a two-sided thing. Uh, yeah. We're expanding everything, but we're also trying to bring more money into the local HIV and AIDS communities. Now, when you say local, how far do you extend out in the um, Bay Area? We've funded organizations throughout almost the entire Bay Area, from Marin to the East Bay to you know San Jose and the Peninsula, Oakland. Uh, most of the organizations tend to be focused around San Francisco particularly, but we've funded organizations throughout the Bay Area. We try to be encompass an equal opportunity to all of those organizations that still need our money. Yeah. Now, now for any organizations that may be listening out there, and I know that there's several um, uh, organizations that help uh, youth, homeless youth, um, or, or youth development, um, particularly um, of the LGBTQ community, so that when they get out of high school, they've got, you know, opportunities for jobs and whatnot. But really, homelessness is a really a big deal in most urban cities um, for youth. And of that, you know, over 35%, I think, is now um, saying that they identify as LGBTQ of that population of youth out there. Um, yeah. Where can people... Um, find or apply for grants or get information? Where can they do that with Reef? If they go to our website, they'll find most of the information they need about applying to be a beneficiary, who our current beneficiaries are, and even past beneficiaries. Uh, all they have to go is to um, reef.org, R-E-A-F.org, or helpusontheway.org. Both URLs get you to the same place. Okay. Um, so any of you guys out there who are with some of those organizations that meet those cri- those um, criteria that um, Ken spoke of um, in, the, in this interview, um, definitely I, it's worth checking out um, just because, number one, the events that Reef puts on annually help us on the way and other events during out the year um, are are, are well attended. They raise a, an awful lot of money. And so many times people, you know, don't know about things. And so there's money that's out there to be given that sometimes we don't, even though we know there's places to give it to, there's pe- people don't ask for it. It's like, okay, wh- come on, get my money. I got it for you here. <laughs> so, you know, if you're out there, we definitely. more of those people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, you need to come out and ask for it. You know, we, um, not that we want to see that there's a major amount of need, but we definitely want to make sure the money gets out to people who actually can utilize it. Now, if you want information yeah. about Halloween, you can go to www.holly, that's H-O-L-L-Y, ween, Dot org, and that will give you some information on the Thursday, October 29th event at Madame Tussauds from 7 to 10 for uh, benefiting the Richmond Airmit Aid Foundation. Now, I didn't mention before, and I want to mention some of the entertainment because our local um, pop uh, recording artist, um, Xavier Toscana, will also be performing, and he's wonderful. And um, Go Bang will be the DJ there with Sergio um, Fidesz will be, I, I think, representing Go Bang. Go Bang is a collaboration of a, of a, a couple of uh, DJs out there, and he, he'll be the one that will actually be spending that day. So, And we can't forget that this is hosted by the Sisters of Perpetual Intelligence. So I know Sister... Oh, yeah. Many of the sisters will be there, so come get your picture. Including Sister Roma. And, uh, yeah, that, that, right. Yeah. They're always in Halloween garb, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> They're it's Halloween every day. Right. <laughs> There you go. There you go. It's been a pleasure, Ken, speaking with you and getting an opportunity to talk to you about Halloween, about Reef and, you know, all that it does for the community out there. Great. Could I just say a quick uh, tell people to save the date for December 7th? You sure can. Show? You sure can. Oh. 
Great. Help us on the way for the holidays, 14, December 7th. Also look at our website for information on that. And I know Steve Grand was just announced it's going to be a part of that. It just announced today. How how yes. how, how appropriate. Um, so um, definitely for that, definitely um, uh, check out the website and get the information on that. Okay, Ken, thank you so much for being with us. And ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Bonnie McKee. Thank you, baby. Thanks for listening to the Progressive Voices Network, streaming the best in progressive talk 24-7. Keep the progressive conversation going on by joining our community. Each week, we send out an email that covers important things taking place in the Progressive Voices Network and throughout the progressive world. Be the first to know of upcoming shows, schedule changes, exclusive programming, and more. Simply go to ProgressiveVoices.com and sign up for our mailing list. It's that easy. ProgressiveVoices.com. Thanks for listening, and thanks for joining the Progressive Voices community. Babe. I think we're ready. We're really doing this. Yeah, I'm ready for our family. So where do we start? (laughs) Starting a family is a team effort, and when life needs a little encouragement, Pacific Fertility Center will be right by your side as a unified team of the best fertility specialists guided by the highest ethical standards Pacific Fertility Center provides patients with compassionate fertility care. Visit PacificFertilityCenter.com. This is a true story about two best friends who fell in love and moved across the country to the city by the bay. After many years of dating, Jen and Jacqueline are now planning their dream wedding. It's a big moment in everyone's life when you say I do, especially when you can make choices for your authentic life and your loved ones too. Congratulations, Jen and Jacqueline. Live your authentic life. A special message brought to you by Weatherford BMW. Thanks for listening to the Progressive Voices Network, streaming the best in progressive talk 24-7. Keep the progressive conversation going on on Facebook. Like us at facebook.com forward slash progressive voices. On the Progressive Voices Facebook page, we update the stories that our hosts like Tom Hartman, Stephanie Miller, Bill Press, and Leslie Marshall will be talking about during their shows. And we share great news, commentaries, opinion pieces, and videos from all over the progressive world. Always progressive, always on. Be part of the progressive conversation. Like us at facebook.com forward slash progressive voices.
That was Easy by Bonnie McKee from her current and new EP. Now, Bonnie McKee, that's a name that you may not immediately come, you know, come to mind for you, but songs that she has written are definitely recognizable. Bonnie McKee is responsible for 10 number one singles in the U.S. and U.K. as co-songwriter or sole songwriter of Katy Perry's California Girls, Teenage Dreams, Last Friday Night, Part of Me, and the Grammy-nominated song Roar. She's also written for um, Teo Cruz's Dynamite and Britney Spears' Hold It Against Me. She wrote both of those. Now, she has also written songs with Adam Lambert, Christina Aguilera, Ellie Goulding, and Carly Rae Jepsen. So this person, I mean, Bonnie's been doing it. Um, After some unsuccessful recording deals, Bonnie is back as an independent artist with her current EP, Bombastic. It's her first album in 11 years. Since her label release, Bonnie has been the opening act for both the Jonas Brothers and Carmen Tours. Bonnie may be a name attached to songwriting uh, primarily. That's what most people know her as for numerous pop hits. But it won't be long until the vocal talents that you heard there on Easy uh, that will put Miss Bombastic, if you're nasty, on the map as a vocalist. And um, I had a privilege to talk to her a bit about the EP and just about her career um, going from songwriter to, you know, being songwriter and a singer. Um, in our first segment here, um, on my first part of our interview, she talks about being known primarily as a songwriter um, as opposed to a singer and which one she actually prefers. Well, hello, Bonnie. Hi, how's it going? Fine, or should I call you bombastic if you're nasty? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I, I love that. I love that. I'm totally going to steal that, by the way. I know. <laughs> Feel free to do so. Well, congratulations on the EP. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I've waited you, a long time to put this one out, so it's yeah. been a lot of fun. You're, you're one of those, those songwriter, singer, producer uh, talents out there that so many of us have been seeing people such as you who are who we're used to hearing about in the background, meaning, you know, you've written songs with other for other people or other people are, uh-huh. are singing your songs and you've done all that stuff in the studio. And then whammo, we get a real big exposure of your singing talent and we go, why in the hell has she been writing for other people? You know what I mean? Oh, thank you. Well, no, you do. You have an amazing voice. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I don't really, I I don't really hear that so much. People usually just focus on the writing, you know. 
Yeah, you know what I mean? And it's like, and it, because I think sometimes we have as a public, we have the misnomer that, um, and I'm sure I'm guilty of it as well, is that, you know, the talent of a writer, because we do know a lot of writers out there who are not known as singers, such as Diane Warren, okay? Uh-huh. But, <laughs> I mean, that's not a, a dig on that, but we sometimes forget because we think of that all the time. It's like, oh, well, they write songs, they do real, but they probably just can't sing them. So that's why they write. Right. But you're definitely not in that at all. As a matter of fact, sometimes I'm, I, I'm, I heard, like when I listen to your the songs on the EP, I'm now listening to your voice as if they were singing some of the other songs I know you've, you've been responsible for that other people sang. I thought, mm-hmm. you should have done that song. It would have been much better. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's sweet. Yeah. Thank you. So how is well, it? Well, you know, there's a, it, was, it was the right time and place for, uh, for all those artists to take the songs. I'm really grateful to have had the opportunity to you know, put my songs on big artists like that. Because who knows, like, if I had sung Teenage Dream or Roar, like, it may not have been a hit for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm grateful that I got to put it on, like, the biggest stars in the world, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, because you, you have done well. I think it's something like 10 or so, number one, that you've had the opportunity to be involved with, you know, uh-huh. of your career, you know, sharing that with, with other other people. Has this always been, though, where you want it to be? Or was songwriting nece- always your concentration? No, I, you know, I started out as an artist. When I first moved to L.A., I was, I moved here when I was 16, and I uh, got a record deal, and um, I was an artist, and I, I thought I was going to be the next Madonna, I was going to be the next Britney Spears, whatever, I, I had it in my head. And then, um, you know, like most Hollywood stories, my first try didn't work out mm-hmm. and I got dropped and I kind of started writing songs out of necessity because I was broke I mm-hmm. didn't have hot water I didn't have a cell phone I didn't have a car I was really fucked so but I knew that I had a knack for writing and I saw you know some of my friends were writing songs for the people and I was like well I can do that so it's kind of like annoying kid sister like let me come to your session like let me show you what I can do like let me see your demo and I just kind of weaseled my way in and um you know once I, I had the success with Katie it was kind of like I couldn't really ignore that. I couldn't really just be like, you know, when you have those kind of opportunities, it's once in a lifetime and you kind of have to follow and strike the well iron hot. Oh, it's hot. So, right. um, you know, I kind of just put my artist career on hold for a second, but that's always been what I really wanted to do. And what I'm really passionate about is being on stage and getting to see the reactions of the fans with my own eyes. Your songs have a similar maybe feel to some of the others that you've you've written and do do you have to contend with people thinking that you know that they get a mistake of what became first the horse or the cart when in actuality you're Mm -hmm. the one that's behind the sound of some of those other artists out there you know with some of your songs so do you you have to kind of deal with some of that at all like you know god that sounds sounds like yeah like well that's because i wrote yeah totally you know exactly yes and so you know i saw a lot of comments on like the american girl videos for example Everyone was like, oh, this sounds just like Katy Perry, she's a Katy ripoff. Rip and then, of course, my my wonderful fans would come to my rescue and be like, well, that's because she wrote everything for Katy. So, right. Um, you know, right. when people say that a lot, and that, you know, and that would happen to Katy Perry when she first came out. Everyone was like, oh, she just sounds like Kelly Clarkson. Mm-hmm. Like, well, actually, she actually wrote songs for Kelly Clarkson. Mm-hmm. So. You know, it's, I'm used to it. And I, I mean, if you listen to our voices side by side, we really don't sound similar at all. Um, but the writing is going to be similar because that's my style, you know? Right. So, you know, I've had people tell me, like, oh, you know, you should do something different. And then I do something different. And it's like, well, it doesn't sound like you. You know, I can't win. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, you know, I just got to keep doing me and do, do what I know I'm good at and give my fans what I know they want to hear. 
Okay, we are talking to Bobby McKee, who is, excuse me, Bonnie, I said Bobby, why did I say Bobby? Bonnie McKee, who is a singer-songwriter, known for a lot of her hits that she's written for Kelly, um, I was going to say Kelly Clarkson. There, what, what, Why am I so, like, tongue-tied on who these people are? Katy Perry, um, and... Um, so we're going to continue with this interview, but first we're going to play another one of her tracks from her EP Bombastic called Wasted Youth. And then we're going to go into a break and we'll be right back.
You're listening to the Progressive Voices Channel on TuneIn. Please help us grow. Tell your friends to tune in to Progressive Voices. Find out more at ProgressiveVoices.com.
Okay, that again is I Want It All by Bonnie McKee. We're going to continue with our part two of my interview with Bonnie. And um, her EP is Bombastic. Here's Bonnie. On the EP, particularly like I Want It All, you know, really has a much more rock sound to it than some of the other stuff that you put out with other, you know, for other people. Is that where mm-hmm. a lot of your influence is from? Yeah, definitely. You know, I I grew up loving Guns N' Roses and Metallica and Beastie Boys and that kind of stuff. And so I wanted to have like a little touch of that in there because I have done so much kind of real sweet bubblegummy pop, which is really where my heart is. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to kind of inject some of that fierceness into it. I wanted it to have more teeth than some of the other stuff that I've done. Yeah. But I feel like it sort of matches me more personality wise. Like I'm not really like I'm I'm a former drug addict teenage runaway. Like I'm not perfect like cheerleader prom queen. That was never me. So it makes a little more sense for me to have something with a little bit more of an edge. I know Bombastic has a deeper meaning than say what we might just take away from reading the word or even actually even maybe some visualizing the video. The song and the reason you wrote it has a little bit more teeth to it. If, am I, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, you know, I was kind of in a weird place when I, I got dropped from Epic. My second major record deal didn't work out, which, you know, I'm really grateful to have left. I'm really happy being independent right now. But, um, you know, I was just kind of like, okay, well, here I am again, square one. Mm-hmm. So I had to take a step back and sort of look at everything and think about, like, who I wanted to be and what I wanted to say. And, you know, everyone was just like, you know, write something real. Like, that's, that's what really works. And what I was feeling was, you know, kind of like, fuck it. I was kind of feeling like, fuck everybody and their expectations of me. I'm just going to do me and just show up and make some noise and, you know, feel or fly. I'm just happy to be an artist and happy to be doing what I love, you know, and that's kind of what it's about is just like, don't worry about the haters. <laughs> right. No, right. And, and, and I like the message that you're saying there because it applies to so many things that people go through. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whether it be a rejection mm-hmm. or um, somebody being overly hard on you for work or mm-hmm. who you are or what you dress like, you know, all those things. And particularly, I'm sure you have an amazing amount of, of fans that happen to be young women um, in their uh-huh. teens or, you know, young adults. And I'm sure they can relate to, you know, the words as well, you know, and take away the aesthetics of the video and stuff. But if you strip it down to what you're saying and why you're saying it, I'm sure they can relate to that. Yeah, totally. And that's really what I read it for is like, because I knew that I needed a pump up song. I needed something to kind of lift my spirits and remind me that I'm a boss ass bitch and I can do what I want. (laughs) And I feel like everybody needs a song like that, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I just, I wanted to provide that for other people that were feeling like they were doubting themselves. I wanted to remind them that they're in charge of their own destiny. You know, no one can stand in your way. Now, what about what's next? You've got this, you know, you're, your videos do really well on the YouTube girl and people <laughs> see all of you out there and you, you know, you're a beautiful talent. Thank so you. Are, are we, are, is Turing coming out of all of this? Um, I hope so. I'm actually just fixing to put out um, my second music video for Wasted Youth. So mm-hmm. I'm really, really excited about that. We shot the whole thing on film 
and um, so it's taken a little longer than it was supposed to, um, but I'm super excited about it. It's beautiful. It's unusual. It's different from anything else that I've ever done, um, so I'm excited to show that side of myself. And uh, You hit some notes in that song. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah, why I like Oh, my gosh. You go, it's like full force, too. Like, okay, no falsetto going on there. No. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yeah, so I'm putting that out, and then um, I, have, I have several videos lined up, so I'm, I'm kind of just going to be rolling those out, and then I'm hoping to tour next year, but we just got to wait and see. You know, it's one of those things, like being an independent artist, I don't have a record label where I have label mates that I can kind of hop on their tours or whatever, so it's kind of an invite-only thing, so I just got to see what happens, you know? I'm just, yeah. like, enjoying the kind of one-off shows I've been doing, and I don't know, looking forward to see, seeing what 2016 holds for me. Well, I understand you're writing a lot. Now you're you're right now in a, in a writing frenzy. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully that means that we're going to hear a hell of a lot more from you in the coming yeah. months up to 2016 with maybe a full album instead of four songs. And um, <laughs> yes. and i'm gonna let you get back to that wonderful writing and i do appreciate you spending um, the time with me and you know and giving me an opportunity to expose you a little bit more to some of my people out here so well thank you so much it really means so much to me and you know the lgbt community has been so sweet to me and so welcoming and the pride shows are always my favorite ones because i know there's just so much love you know Mm -hmm. and um i feel like it's Kind of what I stand for is just being yourself. So, well, and I think, I'm really and I'd be honest, and you. you know, I think honestly, honestly, a lot of the times too, I think we see those things in the people that we are so fanatic over. You know, it's like um, mm-hmm. we see those, we see those little struggles that a lot of other people can't see. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. You know, and um, and then when we, you know, we get to rejoice and seeing you rejoice in your in your new freedom and your new expression and all that kind of stuff. And we can rejoice at that as well. And so it's kind of, kind of a partnership really, to be honest with you, artists such as yourself, give us that, give us a lot of that. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I hope I get to meet you in the flesh one day. Thank you so much. Okay. You take care, love. That was Bonnie McKee. And she was talking about her new EP called bombastic which is available on iTunes. Please check her out on YouTube. Her videos are amazing. And uh, she will be putting out a new video with her next single called Wasted Youth. I also want to give another shout out to Ken Henderson, who was my first guest. And he is the executive director for Reef, Richmond Airmen Aid Foundation. And they have a benefit coming up put on by Passport Magazine at Madame Tussauds on October 29th. It's a Halloween theme. Come in costumes, 7 to 10. For more information and tickets, go to www.holly, and that's H-O-L-L-Y, ween.org. I'm going to say goodbye to you. I'm going to be heading off to Margot Gomez's uh, Mimosa Matinee Show of Pound at the Brava Theater as soon as I finish up here. And I will be, I'm sure, sober enough to tell you all about it when I'm back next week. Until then, have a nice Halloween and bye-bye. Oh.